Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. What a privilege and a joy to be able to gather together around the Word of God with loved ones, with family, there in your own space. That is church. We remain the church even if we aren't able to gather in big groups like we love to. The Church of Jesus is about believers, you and me, praying, seeking God's face, growing as disciples. And as the church, we remain committed to doing that and guiding you in that. We want to invite you to join us for our, our Zoom prayer meetings on Monday nights. It's so amazing to hear what God is saying to other believers and to pray with them. Let's continue to do Bible study. We're going to be rolling out some online Bible study classes in the near future. In this week, we're fellowshipping together. We're having a lunch or a tea time together. Those details will be on our social media. Just a good old care where we come together and we, we catch up and hear what's going on in one another's lives. Your small groups, press into those. Phone one another. Pray with one another. Those are really such important times. And like we're doing this morning, let's continue to spend time in worship and in the Word. If you're missing, if you're missing children's church like me, can't, ask your parents if they can contact Uncle Yaku and he'll send everything you need. Enjoy the message. Hello everybody, welcome to our online digital service. It's a great privilege for me to spend some time with you guys, even if it's in this format. I do hope you guys are doing really well, even in these interesting times that we are living in. And uh, yeah, we as a family have also been, uh, well, enjoying us what you can enjoy, and that we've actually been very blessed in this time, so we can't complain. I'm helping out with grade one a bit here as far as possible. Anna's focusing on grade three, um, but um, it's been a great joy. Emily is being a joyful self and having uh, uh, great fun in, in between. And David and Abigail have actually been a great blessing. On the whole, I must say, my children's cleaning and uh, cleaning skills have really, really improved in this time. Good practice. So David is wielding the this, this vacuum cleaner with skill and uh, Abby is really thorough when it comes to bathrooms and cleaning bathrooms. So what a blessing. Children are growing up and they're being so helpful and such a blessing. But I do hope you are doing well. I do hope you are prospering in this time as well. Let's pray as we get into the word today. Lord, we thank you for your presence with us. Thank you that even... Though we are spread out over a wide area, we thank you that even being far apart, we are one in spirit because you are with us. Lord. We thank you for your presence with us. We thank you that your peace is with us. We thank you, Lord, for this amazing privilege of being able to dig into your word and spend time in your word together as a church family, as believers. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you as our teacher. We trust that you would direct us. We we thank you, Lord, that, that you're, you're speaking to every heart this morning. Thank you that you know each one. You know every heart. You know the worries and the cares. Lord. And this morning, as we 
consecrate this time to you. We set aside those cares and worries. And we thank you that we, we can trust you. We can entrust them to you. And we commit this time to your glory, Lord, and to your purposes. And we thank you that you're with us. We thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The title of my message this morning is How Good Is Your Eyesight? And I hope that will make a bit more sense later on. Um, but I want us to start with a portion of scripture from, um, from Joshua chapter 3. Let's read that together. Um, the context here is that the nation of Israel are about to cross the Jordan, cross over the Jordan, about to enter into the promised land. So they've been through some hectic times. They've been in the wilderness for 40 odd years after coming out of Egypt. Um, and they are about to cross into this unknown land. Um, it's the promised land, but it's unknown territory. So let's read from Joshua chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 2. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant, and they went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Now, just to think a little bit about the situation. They've, Joshua is the new leader, and such an encouragement that the Lord said to him, today I'm going to begin to exalt you, that, so that people can see I'm with you in the same way that I was with Moses. And he was so powerfully with, with Moses, so that says a lot. But they've been coming, they've come through a difficult season, um, and the one they're going into is not much easier. And the big thing about it is it's unknown. They're going into unknown territory, and uh, they're not sure what lies ahead. They're not sure what to expect. So, um, similar to our current situation that we're in, there's many things that are unsure. There's a lot of things that we're not sh no longer sure about. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of unknowns out there. And uh, and what we found in times like this, even like we saw with Israel, there's a, there's a fear of the unknown that that wants to grip our hearts. The fear of, I'm not sure how things are going to look like going down, going forward. I'm not sure, I don't, I don't think things will ever be the same. You know, we have this fear that, that there's a temptation to fall into the fear of the unknown. You know, a fear about what is family life going to look like? Is it going to be very different as we deal with this pandemic that we're in at the moment? And if we, and it's kind of, it seems like we don't know how long we're going to be dealing with this going forward. And then, what is my work life going to look like? A lot of us have already had massive changes in our work situation. 
what is how is education getting me affected? My own studies or that of my children or education in general, how is that going to affect the way we do life? Um, a lot of things that are unsure. Health in general, you know, how are we going to look after ourselves? How, uh, to what extent are we going to have to change our that basic and our daily habits to make sure that we, are, we, we as a nation stay healthy and we as a family stay healthy? A lot of things, I'm sure. In economy in general, the general state of our nation, the general state of our economy, a lot of questions, a lot of things to potentially be fearful about, a lot of things that we don't know or that we're not sure of. And we see this powerful, powerful word that Joshua brings to the people. He says, follow the ark of the Lord. Now the ark of the covenant was where the presence of God dwelt. So he says to them, follow the presence of God. In this time, when you are moving into a, into a country that you have not gone into before, when you going into territory that you do not know, where there are so many unknowns, Make sure that you keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He, make sure that you keep your eyes on the ark, on the, that you keep on following the presence of God. Because you have not passed this way before. This is new for all of us. And he says, follow the ark, follow the presence of God. Now, there's a lot of things that amongst others, but amongst others I want to point out a few things that the presence of God means for us. It means that the instruction of the Lord for the specific season, you know, keeping our eyes, keeping our ears on what is God, what is God saying to us as individuals, as families, as, as a nation. What is God saying? What is the, His instruction for us in this season? What is His provision for us in this season? The presence of God means His provision in abundance for every good work, no matter what the season. His provision for that we may lack no good thing. Scripture says that the lions may go weak and hungry, but the righteous will lack no good thing. It speaks of God's protection. His presence means His protection. In these difficult times, perilous times, health-wise maybe, His presence means His protection. And his healing. You know, amongst all these unknowns, amongst all these things that we haven't experienced before, we can know that there's one thing that does not change. There's one person that does not change. And that is God. Our God, our Father, He does not change. He is the same. And that's a similar kind of wrestling that the Israelites were going through. This is the same God that brought them out of Egypt. This is the same God that delivered them from slavery from Egypt. This is the same God that brought them through the Red Sea. This is the same God that went before them in a pillar of cloud by day, in a pillar of fire by night. This is the same God that provided miraculously for them time and time again. Water from a rock, manna, quail, time and time again. This is the God that Provided supernaturally for them in abundance that they may not that they didn't lack anything. This is that same God now that is taking them through the Jordan, that is taking them into this unknown territory. There's the same God. And they could look back, just as we can look back 
and we can look back on the faithfulness of God. We can look back on our own lives. We can look back on these on the scriptures and we can test say God is good. He remains the same. We can trust in Him. We can put our faith in Him. We, we know that although many things may change, He doesn't change. We can keep on putting our trust in Him. Now, such a critical thing in, in times like these and as the Israelites were going into this new season, into this unknown land, the critical thing here for them was to have godly wisdom, to have godly perspective, to have godly vision as they were going into this into this new land, into this un, unknown territory. And if one looks a little bit back, the fact is, up to the Jordan was sort of known territory because they'd been there before. They were passing the Jordan, they, was, they were crossing the Jordan for the first time, but They'd been there before. In fact, 40 years ago, they'd been in a similar place. They were about to cross. And Moses sent 12 spies into the land to go and check out the land, to go and to go and see what it's like. They spent 40 days in there. It wasn't just a quick weekend trip. They spent 40 days in there. And they, they looked at what is the situation. And they came back with different reports. Ten of the spies came back, and although they they had seen the same things, although they had seen the same evidence, and, and all twelve spies said, "This is a fruitful land. This is a land flowing with milk and honey. This is a land where, the, where there's incredible um, natural produce, natural resources. Fruit is amazing." But then ten of the twelve said, "Although this is such amazing potential." We cannot, we are not able to take this land because of the giants, because of the great obstacles, because of the, the people that will stand against us. And they had a bad report. And I want to quickly read from that, about that from uh, Numbers chapter 13. I want to read from verse 30. Then Caleb quieted, quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. This is one of the two spies, Joshua and Caleb. He, they had a good report. But then verse 31, But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The, the land through which we have gone, as spies, is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Where we, there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anna came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. So Caleb and Joshua brought a good report. And they said, let us go up at once and let us take possession of the land. But the ten other spies said, although there's a great fruit and milk and honey flowing, this is a tough land. This is a tough country. And there are giants. We cannot, we are not able to go in. And they fell under the fear of the unknown. They fell under the, although they had reports of the great potential, it was marred by it was clouded. Their vision was clouded by fear. 
The vision was clouded by this staring into the face of great opposition that was was really what was there. And they did not respond in faith. They did not choose to look by to to walk by faith as Caleb and Joshua. And right there, the Lord the Lord was so upset with them that he said, Okay, if you're not going to step out in faith and take what I prepared for you, then you're going to spend 40 years in the desert, 40 years in the wilderness, so that the next generation can go in. And this is where we are right now, where, where Joshua is the new leader, the next generation. If they, only Joshua and Caleb are left from the previous generation. They were the only ones that were full of faith. And now they, they're ready to cross the Jordan into this new land. And Joshua sends out spies again, two this time, and they come with the report saying, Surely God has given this nation, this land into our hands. Surely we can do this. We can go up. We can go and take this land. Now, so the, the ten spies from before, their vision was clouded by fear. It was, and the interest, interesting thing we see there is that it says that they were like grasshoppers in their own eyes. And it's the same way that they saw themselves, they uh, others saw them then as well. So I want to say to us, we need to be sober-minded about who we are in Christ in this time. We cannot look at ourselves as grasshoppers and, and think we, we've been, we have nothing to offer. We need to be firmly founded, firmly rooted in our, in our identity in Christ, knowing who is the, the Christ in us, the hope of glory? Who is this, the Spirit of the living God that is in us, that lives through us? The same Spirit that rose, rose, rose Christ from the dead. That same power that had victory at the cross is in us and through us. So they did not have a good vision. Their eyesight was not godly. They did not have a godly perspective, those ten spies. But I want to say, what is our report about this this new season that we're going into. What is our eyesight as we're looking at? Is do we have a good eyesight? I want to look. I want us to read from Matthew chapter six, because they that there were two spies that prophesied life. I said, "Let's go. Let's do this. We can do this." And there were ten that said, "We can't do it," and they spoke death. There were two that spoke life. There were two that had godly perspective, and there were ten that. We're full of fear. Let's read from Matthew chapter 6. and we get, it's, a, it's a part of the, the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and uh, yo, this is an amazing part, portion of Scripture, Matthew chapter 5 to Matthew chapter 7. You find it. Um, please go and read it. There's such a lot in there. Great, great sermon in any context, in anyone's book, covering a lot. Uh, I want to read from Matthew chapter 6 here. Let's read from 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth and moth and rust, destroy and where thieves break in and seal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Also a poignant word for us in this season. But then I want to focus on this next part. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? 
No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is, it, is not life more than, than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And it goes on about us not having to worry and how God provides for us. He says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And I want to focus, this is just amazing, the context that's there. Please go and read through the context. But I want to focus on these couple of verses from 22. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, your eye is good. Your eyesight, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And the amplified version there, which I want to quote briefly, is if your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, your whole body will be full of light, full of God's precepts. But if your eye is bad, spiritually blind, your whole body will be full of darkness and devoid of God's precepts. So we see this powerful distinction made between if your eye is good, if your eyesight, if your spiritual eyesight is good, clear, spiritually perceptive, your whole being will be full of light, full of life, full of God's precepts. Going in and walking in God's precepts. But if it's not, if it's bad, if your eyesight is bad, if you're spiritually blind, your whole being will be in darkness. And I want to encourage us that in this time, we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. We need to keep our eyes on the cross. How do we make sure that we not fall, that we don't fall into the trap of getting discouraged, that we don't fall into the trap of getting depressed, that we don't fall into the trap of speaking death, but that we keep our eyes clear, that we keep our ears close to the heart of God, to hear His purpose and His will. That we would discern his plan and not fall into the trap of bringing a bad report. Not fall into the trap of, of fear of the unknown. But to keep our eyes on what is constant. To keep our eyes on the one who does not change. And then, yeah, this is basically the, the, the way we look at things. The eyesight, our spiritual eyesight is basically the faith versus fear. Thing is that, that, that those two that oppose one another. In this time, let us dive into the Word. Let's spend time with Him. Let's stick into His presence. Let's pursue His presence, as Joshua said. Follow the ark. Follow His presence. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the Word of God. Our faith is, in, is strengthened as we immerse ourselves in the Scriptures and in His presence. That by our, our eyesight might be clear. That our vision may be godly. That we might receive godly vision and godly wisdom for these interesting times.
but know that he has gone before us. Know that he has gone before you. I want to maybe just encourage somebody out there, a friend of mine who's got his own business, he was on his knees before God because he was just about to phone his employees a few days ago to say that he's not able to pay them a cent this month. They haven't been able to generate any income. It's a small business. A couple of employees. But he was he was praying earnestly and saying, Lord, I, I trust you. And then out of the blue, he got an unexpected email from a client in overseas that said they, although they hadn't received the stock that because of the borders and stuff, although they hadn't received the stock, they were willing to make a payment before the end of the month. And he thought, this is too good to be true. And he was kind of still doubting. And then the SMS came through a day or so later. And he phoned me and said, this is, this is a miracle. This is a miracle that God has done. And I want to encourage you, whatever situation you find yourself in, that know that the one who does the miracles, that our God is the one that goes before us. He's the one that does the miraculous. He's the one that, is, that rose Christ from the dead. And in the same way that Jesus is the ultimate Savior, that He brought us out of slavery, out of captivity to sin. He brought us through the Red Sea. He brought us through the wilderness. He is the one that's faithful to bring us through difficult times. He's the one that carries us through the wilderness. He's the one that sustains us through the wilderness and through difficult challenges. He's the one that nourishes us and sustains us. He's the one that keeps us safe. If you don't know Him as Savior, if you don't know Him as Lord yet, I want to encourage you to call out, to call on Him. Contact us if you'd like us to pray with you. And if you know Him as Savior, know that He has gone before you in this time. Choose to put your trust in Him. Choose to fix your eyes on Him. Choose to say, I want to have clear godly perspective. I want to have clear godly vision. Seek His face to see to hear what that means for you. Hear His voice. And then choose to bring a good report. Choose to speak life over the situation. Choose to prophesy over difficult moments. Choose to prophesy over our nation life and abundance and God's provision. Yes, there are many difficult things that lie ahead. We're not ignoring the fact that there are massive challenges ahead for our nation. Walking in faith does not mean ignoring the reality, but it means that I choose to put my trust in the living God. I choose to put my trust in the God that has before done the, done the miraculous for His people. I choose to put my trust in Him again. So I want to encourage you, follow His presence. Follow Christ. Immerse yourself in the Word. Keep your eyes clear and spiritually perceptive. And make sure that you bring a good report. Make sure that you speak life. Let's pray together. Hallelujah, Father. I thank you that you meet with each one of us right there where we're at now. And as, as each heart just becomes quiet before the Lord right now, I want to encourage you just where you're now, just where you're at, just bring fears before Him. Just lay it at the cross. Lay it at His feet. Lay those fears down at the cross. Say, Lord, this is what I'm stressing about. This is what I'm worried about. I'm just committed to His grace, committed to His to His great mercy, committed to Him, and say, Lord, I choose to put my trust in You. 
And if you've noticed that you, you've, your eyesight in the spirit has been clouded with doubts and fears, right now in Jesus' name, just to repent. Say, Lord, I repent of a lying fear and doubt to cloud my vision. And I pray, Lord, that you keep my eyesight clear and spiritually perceptive. Deliver me from fear, Lord. And thank you, Lord. Yeah, I thank you that you stir up faith in us right now. Faith and hope in you, Lord. Knowing that you will carry us through. You are the creator and sustainer of the universe. And you will carry us through this season. We choose to put our trust in you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you are faithful to finish the good work that you have started in and through each one of us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to encourage you to take some time to work through the scriptures. Bring some, take some time to bring your concerns to God. Take some time to share them with your small group. And then take some time to pray together to say, Lord, keep our vision clear. Okay, take some time to, to hear from God about His perspective, about His vision, about His Report and then speak it out. Prophesy life over our nation. Prophesy life over your finances, over the economy, over, our, over the education system, over the health system. Prophesy life. Remember to pray for medical guys in church and, and beyond. And let's reach out to those, our neighbors. Reach, let's serve one another in this crucial time. Thank you so much. God bless you. We'll chat again soon. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.